0: What's up, everyone? It is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to Podcast episode number 283. Now, if you were being stalked online, would you know what to do? Would you even know it was happening? Now, if you're thinking, well, who the hell wants to stalk me and why should I care? Well, you might be more of a target than you think, and the actions that you take on and offline could one day set you up for an easy mark by identity thieves or even rapists and other predators. But protecting your privacy and avoiding detection by these nefarious actors is exactly what we're going to be discussing today, and it's all coming right up. But first, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes and our handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet. You can grab it all absolutely free right now just by going to www.mcsmagazine.com 283. And now, let's go underground with today's special guest. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is modern
1: combat and survival.
0: When we think of stalkers, we tend to think of people following Taylor Swift around or maybe an ex-boyfriend showing up where your girlfriend works, that kind of thing. The problem is that this type of thinking is very outdated. Today's stalkers don't have to lurk in the bushes at 2 a.m. until they're good and ready. They can do most of the legwork of stalking you, learning about you, and planning how to attack you all online. This threat to your digital privacy, this new era of digital stalking, is why we're here once again talking to digital privacy expert Frank Ahern. Frank, welcome back to the program.
1: Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I truly appreciate it.
0: Yeah, this is, a, this is a topic that is just getting more and more exposure. I'm really excited to have you back on here. And we're going to take a couple of different angles on this um, also going here into the future because I think this is a thing that a lot of people are struggling with understanding, but also knowing how it affects them and what they can do about it. So I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, listen, everybody, if you haven't heard any of our other podcasts with Frank or anything, uh, Frank's the author of the book, How to Disappear, Erase Your Digital Footprint, Leave False Trails, and Vanish Without a Trace. For the past 30 years, he's played an international game of hide and seek, hunting people from Belgium to Belize. He was once the number one skip tracer bounty hunter or bounty hunter in the world, and today he's a privacy expert who disappears people from the face of the planet Earth. When private detectives, investigators, solicitors, and attorneys, and tabloids need to locate people who are hiding or information that has been hidden, it's Frank who gets called in. His cases involve such high-profile figures as Monica Lewinsky, Michael Jackson, Madonna, George Harrison, Ozzy Osbourne, and many others. Frank is a prolific author on the topic of digital privacy. His other books include How to Disappear from Big Brother and The Digital Hitman, and he's written many articles on these topics. He's a frequent guest on television, and his name is synonymous with privacy in our modern digital age. Now for more information about Frank and his work, make sure you visit him online at www.frankahern.com. All right, Frank, so when we talk about digital privacy, um, this seems to be, it, it's, it's, it's evolving more and more, and it comes up, I think, I think because of high-profile cases that people get used to seeing, like, you know, this can't possibly apply to me, or, you know, my, I'm not out there um, exposing myself to these massive databases. It doesn't really apply to me. And so I don't really have to worry about it. But technology really makes this, I think it, it's encompassing more and more people. And I think that's what, because this is constantly evolving, I think that's where I kind of want to start here. So let's talk about, I mean, I know you have to stay up on like what technology is emerging here that's making it easier for you to help people disappear, but also easier for you to find people that you need to as well. So how has te- technology changed to make digital stalking easier for the person that's doing the stocking?
1: before I answer that. I just want to say one thing about the word digital and privacy just kind of don't go together. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the misconceptions. You know, if it's digital, there's a reduction of privacy that goes along with it. And the question you're asking is a huge question because everything has changed. Okay. Where, you know, I can create a digital persona fake digital identity in a matter of 10 minutes from a mobile number to an email, to a fake photo, to a website. Uh, So I, I can create this whole world and use that to stalk somebody if I want, whether it be a romance scam, whether it be online blackmail. And that's what I'm seeing big time is that... The digital stalking is happening to violate people, not just in the sense of harassing and stalking, but also to steal money, to con them, to blackmail. So it's, it's, it's a big world. So it's like it's everything, not just uh, one particular aspect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it'd be surprising to people to hear the different ways that they're not thinking of that could actually be targeted. I mean, I think a lot of people now have gotten, um, you know, the there's an email, there's a there's a I don't know a phishing scam or whatever out there that basically puts a subject line in there of, you know, of your username and almost your full password for something that you might normally use it for. And then you open it up and I've talked to a bunch of friends who've gotten the same thing and it's like, hey, we've been following you online on porn sites and we have right. videos of you and I've so we're going too. to do that whole thing. That's, everyone loves that one, right? But it's like, really? Yeah, video of that? Yeah, but, 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 here, but, but the point is with technology, you never know. I mean, we as
1: users only have so much knowledge about how the the, the back end of technology works. You know, the other thing that has changed with the digital stalking is, You know, the digital aspect exists online, but that world almost comes into our physical world. It's not just, you know, somebody harassing you on your social media. They then have the ability to harass you in your physical life too. Mm. And, you know, because we do have two identities. We have our online identity, what I know of you, what you know of me from the internet, and then our real lives. And what's starting to happen is, technology is allowing both lives to come together so the digital is affecting our offline when it comes to security or, or it comes to stalking or it comes to blackmail or online dating it's mm-hmm. no longer separate the way it used to be
0: yeah yeah good point i, I think in a lot of these cases um frank people end up basically handing their stuff over to other ones because we just don't know right like to be a, a digital expert to be able to understand all the code the background coding all the technology that's that's making people more vulnerable like that's that seems like a full-time job in fact it is a is full-time job for companies and corporations banks and everything else but a lot of times it ends up becoming where we're basically through lack of knowledge um handing over on a silver platter sometimes our data that isn't protected that we think we just assume is protected so What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see regular citizens making with their information that's basically, basically making it easier for stalkers, like some simple things that they're doing that they don't know?
1: Honestly, and as crazy as it sounds, is telling the truth online. I mean, individuals, you know, you know, depending on, you know, who we are, depending on what sites we want to join or what we're doing online should depend on, what truth we're telling. If you're applying for a credit card, you have to give identifiers, but you don't necessarily have to give your mobile number. You could could use a prepaid phone. You don't have to use your regular number. You don't have to use your regular email address. And you can also use a PO box, okay? And my thing or my philosophy is, you know, whatever you give to somebody online, whether it be an individual or a company, they're going to use it. Okay, so the best way to protect yourself is not always tell the truth. And sometimes that may sound a little crazy, but it's the best way of of knowing that you're just giving out limited information if you have to give information. Because unfortunately, if you want to play online, you want to indulge, and you want to sign up, you do, I mean, you can't get a Gmail account unless you have like a mobile phone, a mobile number. And and the Gmail account sometimes can tell the difference between an app number and a real mobile number. Mm. So I, I, I think the key is, is just saying to yourself, listen, I'm not going to tell this information about me. I'm not going to tell that information. And privacy is something you we need to decide for ourselves, not let the companies or the internet decide for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good point. Good point. And it's, that's a, a self-analysis. I think few people are really, um, really know how to decipher what is important to them and what isn't important. Let, let me ask you. I mean, like, um, so what? What are some of the warning signs? Then, I mean, how would somebody know if they're? I mean, I well, think most people. Just, let, go ahead.
1: Let me just backtrack. The yeah. other thing I want to say is one of the things is also you know, being geographically accurate about yourself. It's a big mistake people make, Mm -hmm. okay? Like, a very simple example is, be it Facebook or Twitter, where somebody's just posting a photo of them sitting in their local tavern. So if I'm looking for you, (laughs) I know where you're at, Mm -hmm. okay? And that's another huge mistake people make, not realizing that they're just sending out to the world. You know, it's like sitting on a bus. You wouldn't tell all the strangers, hey, by the by the way, I'm going to Joe's Cafe at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if you're not going to do it on a bus, why would you do it digitally? You know, And just getting back to the other thing, uh, I, I think the third and most important part is taking responsibility. Most people that I encounter do not take digital responsibility, meaning that if you encounter a person or a website, do 10 minutes of sleuthing. Just do some background, do something to make sure the site is real, or the person is real, and that's what I think is lacking in people who become victims sometimes not all victims but some victims it's they just didn't do their five minutes of homework,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm guilty of that too I mean we have I have a, a youtube channel for for our company also, and I just the other day, I answered, I, I, I go on there and I comment on people's comments and I had a good comment on there. Somebody who really liked the video and and asked me if I had ever heard of this other this other um, like similar topic and said, you know, you can go ahead and Google it. And then I went, look, I, I answered it. It's like, that's a really good thing. I'll go Google that. I'll go check it out. Thanks for your comment. Sure enough, I go and look at his profile and he says the same thing in like the CBD market or the the, the men's ed pill market. Like it's basically a way of getting people to Google for their product and get it out there. And so it's, it can be so subtle. Like they're not, it's not like these are all just stupid blobs of criminals that are out there. Like these are smart people that know how to get, get to, I think
1: they're, they're, listen, very sophisticated. Cause you know, you, you just don't know. Right. And you know, my philosophy is, you know, you're cop criminal or crazy until proven otherwise and you know mm. with individuals i will only do business with them uh, sorry about that i'll only do business with them if i see them face to face on video because mm. and, and if they can't do that for me i want nothing to do with you
0: mm. yeah yeah good point so what are some of those things that might be good warning signs for somebody to know like you know what, somebody is looking for my information or has my information or or um, you know something like that
1: Hang on. They just started doing something next door. Hopefully it stops one second. Um, The question you're asking about warning signs uh, is too late. If you're looking for warning signs in my book, it's way too late. Mm. Okay. You should have a digital philosophy. Before I start communicating with someone, I need to have a video with them. Before I indulge or do something with that website, I need to search them out. Okay. If it becomes invasive, that's a problem. Mm. That's the warning sign and when you walk away. But no warning signs, just have the philosophy.
0: Yeah. That's a that's a really I mean that's that's a really good point. So so that means okay, everybody listening, this is your this is your fork in the road, right? Like it's from this point forward, it, it behooves you to really start doing stuff to protect your own, your own, um, your own privacy. So, so let's talk about that. What are maybe like the top steps that somebody can do that's easy enough that they can actually, you know, start to harden their, their own online privacy simplest things to do. Uh, Well,
1: I, I, I think you first have to separate who you are online and who you are offline. Okay. Your online life doesn't have to be a portrayal of your offline life. Okay, going back to the idea, I mean, Frank Ahern Facebook lives in Baltimore. I don't need to put Baltimore on my Facebook. Okay, I need to, I think we need to say, this is my digital presence. This is what I'm going to let people know about me. And my offline life, I'm going to keep separate. I'm not going to share my mobile number. I'm not going to share my email address. So that's the key thing is creating a digital profile the other thing is why not have a second mobile number for internet your internet life you know this way if you're socializing or chatting with someone you can just dump everything on the phone and start all over again and there's no hassle from that person
0: yeah yeah good point so so to end this like what's on the horizon for us what do we need to be worried about like what keeps you up at night as far as like what's going to make your job harder or is going to make your job easier in finding people. Um, what is it that that's coming up for us that we need to be aware of? I, I think the three issues that I find are mo-
1: mobile phone apps you can download get a phone number in like one minute because they're so quick, they're so disposable, and they're easily used in in cons and scams. Second is where photos can be uploaded onto like Teni or Yandex where you can search out that photo on the internet and find that face, find that identification of that person, and the typical database reports that are available to the general public. And you know, just to give you a very simple example, you know, clients of mine who, who've been in blackmail and stalking where they started chatting with someone, they gave someone their mobile number as you're chatting with them and they're texting back and forth and through the mobile number, they run it through a database and they got their name, their address, their spouse, their this, their that, their neighbors, the properties they own, their emails, and they just have everything. Mm. So, you know, those I see as the three biggest problems because with the mobile phone apps, with the databases and with the reverse photo searches, you just, Creates or locates so much information on a person.
0: Is there anything to do? I mean, that seems to be the thing that will affect most people most frequently is because we're always putting new apps on our smartphone. Is there any sort of filtering process that helps us to identify whether something could be a threat or is it just like if it's too good to be true, then it's probably too good to be true? Uh,
1: you know, that's I, I, my mother always said that. Listen, if it's too good to be true, it is. And I think. With the internet especially when it comes to socializing you know meeting mr wonderful mr or you know that beautiful woman from wherever if it's too good to be true it typically is and if you feel that do something about it do the five minutes of sleuthing to to see if it's real or fake that's what it comes down to is listen if we're in a bar at night and we meet someone to socialize with them and if they didn't sound right we'd walk away And we need to take that tool Mm. offline and use it online.
0: Boy, that's such a good point. Like online, it's so impersonal where when we, when we can trust our gut in a very personal um, exchange, it makes it easier for us to like, listen to our gut. Like something doesn't feel right online. It's just such a vanilla atmosphere and environment that it makes it harder to really trust that. And you're right. It's a, it really is a conscious process of, of really deciphering this stuff and making it personal. Yeah.
1: If, if I say another thing too, I think one of the problems also that, that I encounter with clients is, is they want to believe it's real. Mm-hmm. And and so sometimes they sell themselves on being the individual and that is dangerous. Yeah. And they they, they they believe the sob story or they believe they're a soldier in the military or they believe they're an engineer or on an oil rig or something like that. And so it comes down to personal responsibility.
0: Yeah, 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 awesome. Well, Frank, thanks so much. I really appreciate all of your all Thank of your time you. working with us today. Um, listen, everybody, we're going to be digging deeper into this. For those of you that are uh, New World Patriot Alliance members, um, we're going to be doing a masterclass on this topic from a very specific kind of scenario that I think we overlook way too often, and that's like real physical stalking. Like, how how can somebody actually disappear? from whoever it is that you're trying to hide from, right? And it's a, it's a, an area where we always think that might be left up for the spies and everything. But really, it's a reality for a lot of people out there. And so we're gonna be digging a little bit deeper into that topic. Make sure that you go ahead and look on the calendar and uh, and see when that's going to be inside of the, uh, the members area there. And, uh, and for everybody else, listen, this is a great amount of information, not just if you want to disappear yourself, but also to understand how people can target you and your information take your identity there's lots of damage that can be done so you need to find out what to do go check out frank's books and his website and the different services that he has there over at www.frankahern.com and until our next modern combat is broadcast this is jeff anderson saying prepare train and survive
1: and survival.